Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in to 49ers Paradise. I want to thank uh, everyone, especially this week, because I know that I'm a little tardy in my broadcast, and I have to blame my exam week for that, so thanks for your patience and me getting this out to all of you. This week's show has no sponsor, but if anyone is interested in sponsoring a future podcast show, please send me an email at podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net, and you can get a 15- or 30-second commercial at the top of as many podcasts as you like for an affordable price, and you can deliver the message about your business to a very targeted audience. So feel free to drop me a line, podcast at 49ersparadise.cjb.net, and let's see what we can work out for you. Wow, what a week. I've got a couple questions here that I'm going to get to first. The first one here is from John in, well, St. John's. He's actually another fellow Canadian, and that's always fun to see. Uh, John was asking me what my thoughts on Ahmed Plummer were, and uh, I have talked a little bit about this throughout uh, the season, but one thing I want to mention is that it it looks now that Plummer is out for the season, and... um, the 49ers are probably going to be looking at moving him into a reduced role. For some reason, they are really happy with the performance of Shante Spencer. He's had three interceptions, but I really haven't been blown away by the guy. Um, Bruce Thornton, I don't know if he's going to hold down the other corner job or not, but he's he's been decent. Looked lost at other times, but some of that might also be the backup safety help. And Plummer has a huge contract as well. So... I think the 49ers are going to be looking to renegotiate with Plummer, get him into a reduced role at a lower price. Next question uh, actually just came in today, and it came as a um, response to the Fred Beasley articles that have been sort of splattered all over the web and certainly at 49ers Paradise. Um, The question is from Mike in Florida. Mike is wondering if this is Fred Beasley's last year. I guess I should start off by stating my bias. I am a Fred Beasley fan. I've been a Fred Beasley fan since he was since he joined the 49ers, I think, eight or nine years ago. Um, I don't see Fred Beasley leaving the team next year, even in spite of him having to play in a backup role or under a coach that he doesn't exactly get along with. Beasley is a very tough guy. Um, he has a lot of passion and loyalty to the team, And if the team wants him here, he will be here in a second. If the team doesn't want him here, he's going to try and convince them that they do want him. And quite frankly, I I know Nolan has said that Beasley's been outperformed this season. I have not seen that in the slightest. Um, I know this hasn't been Beasley's best performing season, but it certainly is better than what the performance they're getting out of Chris Hetherington is. So I, I would be quite frankly, utterly shocked if Beasley is not with this team next year. And uh, I hope that he is with the team next year because I think he brings a lot more to the table than most fullbacks in the league, even if he isn't playing at his peak per peak level. Um, all right. Now, the new feature at 49ers Paradise is, of course, for those of you who haven't heard, you can call in directly to the 49ers Paradise podcast show. I'm really excited about this because it's going to allow me to not only 
have your thoughts being aired on the air, have your questions being aired live on the air. But it's also down the road going to allow me to hook up some interviews either with players, uh, columnists, uh, front office personnel. I'm working on it all. Um, I know I've already had a, a request for Pragmath to come on the show, and uh, I'm sure I'll get lots of requests. It's just a matter of what I can actually get the 49ers, 49er fans, and uh, media to commit to. So hopefully we can work something out. Now, the number to call this show from San Francisco is a local number. It's 1-415, if you're not calling locally, 354-1083. From there, you press 1 when prompted to, then dial 1-747-628-714 and press the number sign on your telephone. That will connect you to a voicemail where you can leave a message for 49ers Paradise. Now, the other great thing about this show is that there are other ways that you can contact us. Specifically, there are about, I don't know, 10 or 15 local numbers uh, outside of San Francisco. There's Atlanta, Atlantic City, Baltimore, Chicago, Connecticut, Dallas, Fort Worth, Daytona Beach, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, uh, North New Jersey, South New Jersey, Philadelphia, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and the list is growing uh, quite regularly. Now, you can get all of these numbers by checking out the podcast page at 49ers Paradise, and it's linked to on the main page, of course, and in the navigation bar on every page on 49ers Paradise. You just call the local number, follow that up by calling, by pressing 1 when prompted. Then again, the number is one seven four seven six two eight seven one four nine. number sign after that, and you're, you are connected for free to 49ers Paradise. Now, there is an additional way that you can contact 49ers Paradise, and that's to download a program called Gizmo. Gizmo is similar to other instant messaging software like uh, AOL Instant Messenger, Gmail, uh, or sorry, Google Talk, um, ICQ, stuff like that. Basically, you download the program, and it, and it allows you, through the microphone on your computer, to send me a message, and the instructions are there on uh, the podcast page as to how to do that too but if you're pretty affluent you download the program you find me as brian hirsch add me to your phone book and give me a call again leave a message on the voicemail or if i'm online you can talk to me directly so i'm really looking forward to having a few calls come in and a few questions come in that way and hopefully in the future using it as a an interview process and putting up some live interviews on uh, the web for all of you all right now, how about we get down to some football? I'm going to start with Alex Smith because, quite frankly, I think that's where we should be starting. Alex Smith fumbled the football three times. Alex Smith has a fumbling problem. Maybe his hands are too small. Maybe they're not too small. Maybe he's trying to throw the ball too hard. Maybe he's not trying to throw the ball too hard. Quite frankly, I don't know what the reason is. I can't tell without actually seeing him really up close or even have a clue as to what the reason is. And it could be anything. It could actually be a slippery ball. It could be a lack of concentration. It could be any of a billion different permutations. But the fact of the matter is this is an issue that has to be addressed this season. And if we get nothing more out of the rest of this season, it should be that Alex Smith does not fumble another football. Now, going on that, I see that there's essentially two ways that you can work on this for him. 
The first is that you can strengthen his hand, and that's something that I don't know how much effort the team has been putting into. There are a lot of different hand exercises and hand drills that can be done to strengthen his hand so that when he holds onto a football even tightly, he'll be able to squeeze it. And so I think he should be working on the squeezing muscles in his hands, and I think that will go a long way to him being able to hold onto the football, particularly in cold weather. The second drill that the team can do is, of course, to give him slippery balls. Give him the ball that's been soaked in water, rubbed down with Vaseline, give him a ball that's been um, slicked up, frozen balls, all sorts of different types of footballs, and have him throw those through a practice. And that's going to get him used to different variety of feelings in his hands so he doesn't become so accustomed to one feeling and so that he's able to throw all of them. I guess a third thing that I wasn't actually uh, thinking of right off the bat is that Alex Smith could take a page out of Jeff Garcia's book, and that's to wear a glove on his throwing hand, particularly in cold weather. Um, a lot of players find that they lose the feel for the ball wearing a glove, um, particularly at quarterback where the spiral on the ball has a lot to do with how hard you grip and how big your hand size is. But if you're dropping the football, that's far worse than losing a little bit of feel on the ball. Um, I've thrown a football wearing winter gloves, and that's not much fun. These are thin receiving gloves. They can certainly make or find even thinner gloves for a quarterback. I think it's something that the team should definitely be looking into for Smith, because if you can't hold on to the football, you can't be a premier quarterback in this league. That much I can guarantee. Needless to say, I was really disappointed with how Alex Smith performed in this past week. In fact, I was pretty disappointed with how the entire team performed this week. Some signs of improvement, perhaps maybe from the offensive line, um, but that's really not saying much because Smith didn't have much time to throw. Um, the coaching staff did a decent job, but it was just really poor execution. No defensive backfield, very little play from the linebackers, no pressure on the quarterback. Um, special teams, Andy Lee faltered for the first time all season. It was just, I mean, when you talk about ugly games, 41-3 to is an ugly, ugly game. The Seahawks ran all over us. They passed all over us. It was ugly. I'm hoping that, you know, two steps backwards, maybe we can take three forwards. Maybe that's uh, asking for a little bit too much, but as we head on over to Jacksonville and we take on the Jaguars this weekend, there is some hope out there that we can see improvement from Smith, improvement from the line, maybe something from the running game too, where Kevin Barlow has had one of his worst seasons on record, I think. Um, why the team has not switched over to Frank Gore, I'm not sure. I asked uh, Roger Craig via Fox's uh, email, Roger Craig thing on their website, and I didn't get a response to my question, but I think that's an opinion I really would have liked to have heard. I really think the team has to look at taking Frank Gore into the starting position, and gosh, the fact that Beasley was sitting on the bench ready to play and the coaches wouldn't let him, I was pulling my hair out. So the 49ers go to Jacksonville. They need to establish a running game, and they need to protect Alex Smith, and they need to protect the football. If we can get a no-turnover game, or at the very least a no-fumble game from Alex Smith, that would be definite progress, even in the warmer Jacksonville climate. I'm not typically one to belabor a point, but the fact that Jerry Rice hasn't been honored yet this season is utterly disgusting. 
The 49ers are supposed to be a classy organization, and they have not handled this situation in a classy way in any way, shape, or form. If I was Jerry Rice, well, I'm ballroom dancing on that reality TV show that he's doing. I would be one pissed off dude at this team that he gave his heart, soul, and more to for year after year. This team has a few weeks to right this ship. Very few weeks. I think it would be an amazing gesture to bring him in at a halftime. Just let the stadium go absolutely nuts. Heck, throw him a pass. We could certainly use the help at receiver these days. But anyway you cut it, the fact that he hasn't been honored yet, I'm just so thoroughly disappointed and disgusted with the way that's been handled. I don't even know where to begin. Really, really, really not what I expect out of the 49ers. Um, next issue I guess I want to address is just with regards to um, Coach Nolan hiring some help for the front office this offseason. He's uh, already stated that he will be doing so, and I think that's the right move. Um, I've been saying for a long time that Bill Walsh is just down the street. I've spoken to um, a few people who believe that Walsh would be ready and willing to help if the team called upon him. Of course, the Yorks are not going to call on Bill Walsh because he is an Eddie guy. They're not going to call on George Seifert because he's also an Eddie guy. They're not even going to call on Steve Mariucci, who was fired from the Lions. I'm not sure how bad an idea not calling on him is. Even as a Mooch supporter, I think that that would be just too big a... Uh, too big of a conflict in egos to have to balance around the front office. But getting some help in there for Nolan, getting some help in there to make the right calls on draft day, to play around with the organization, to hopefully get something going so that we have experience in the front office and somebody to bounce ideas off of would not be a bad idea in the slightest. Who that will be, time will only tell. But I think it's the right move, and I'm happy to see the 49ers finally doing it. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. I want to remind you that next week will be uh, the last show I do for a couple weeks because I'll be going on vacation from, uh, well, a week a week this Friday, so December 22nd, I think I leave, something like that, until January 8th. Um, and I want to wish you all happy holidays in advance. And looking forward to one more show before the start of the new year. So thank you all once again for tuning in. Feel free to send your questions, comments to podcasts at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Or, of course, you can now call 49ers Paradise from San Francisco, 1-415-354-1083. Press 1 when prompted, then dial one seven four seven. 628-7149, then press number. Lots of other available local numbers, too. Check it out on the 49ers Paradise podcast page. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, have a great week. of the 49ers had only just begun.